0: Globe Thotting with Chelsea Frank. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. It's great. I, it's so wild. I haven't seen you in so long, and it's just, you look beautiful.
1: Thank you. Stunning. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Welcome back to Globe Thotting. Another great week. This week we're with an old friend. I haven't seen him in a long time, but he looks the same exact age. Um,
1: That's the nicest thing you, you could have ever said. You
0: look exactly, especially the fact that you have a three-month-old. Or how no, how old is he now?
1: He's eleven months old 11 now. M-
0: okay, eleven months old, and you look—you have not aged at all. Wow. Which is bullshit.
1: Well, I I did spend fifteen thousand dollars on hair. Oh. So th- that that that. We're gonna get into that okay.
0: absolutely. <laughs>
1: sure.
0: Hunter Hill, everybody, stand-up comedian gem of a man truly if you don't follow him go follow him right now hunter hill incredible welcome to the podcast thank you um what the fuck what happened what did you what do you mean you you spent how much oh
1: i'm just a man and i have insecurities and i was starting to lose my hair so did you get hair plugs yeah well i don't know if they're called they took my hair and replanted it that's a thing now. On the top of my head.
0: I'm a Jew, so I know a lot of men who are losing their hair. Oh, yeah. And so this is good to know. Was it painful?
1: It was painful. It's the first time that a nurse has ever invited me to cry. What um, do you mean? Because they have to... What's painful about it is injecting all of the uh, the numbing into your head. Yeah. Because there's, like, so many nerve endings in your scalp, I guess. So you, like, protect your brain. Sure. So they have to do... 15 to 20 shots into your head to make sure that you don't feel anything okay and and you feel those shots those shots not only go in but then like the medicine burns when it goes in so they were they were pretty much like here's what's gonna happen it's okay if you cry and uh and yeah surprisingly i didn't I just like gripped my hands under like a massage table and breathed through it
0: when did you do this Oh, man, like a year and a half ago. It looks great. I would never have known. Thank you. You added yourself because I would never have even. I mean, it is your hair, right? They're just taking hair follicles that are still producing hair and moving it.
1: Yeah, it's my hair. I I, I like posted a fat joke to TikTok during COVID and got signed as a plus size model. And I saw that in my head. I was like, somehow, like on all these Zoom calls, they like never asked to see like the top of my head or, or anything like that. And I was like, the second I get booked on something, like like this feels like something I should invest in so that I, I can actually get work. And I hadn't booked anything. And like a week after I got this this uh, procedure done, I, I booked like a lift campaign. And I was just like terrified because I was like, oh, my gosh. Because they, they shave the side of your heads. Like, like I look nothing like whatever photos they were shopping me from. But it, it all worked out, I guess. Yeah. It
0: looks great. Are there any, like, side effects from it?
1: Side effects? No. I mean, you have to, like, wear a baseball cap for a long time. You have a goofy haircut for a little bit.
0: It looks great. But honestly. A lot never of dudes go to known. Turkey
1: for it. Like
0: You went to Turkey? No.
1: Uh, no. I, I got it done locally. Oh. But, but Turkey, I guess, is, like, becoming known for it. Like, it's so cheap to get it done there.
0: Same with nose jobs. Really? I know the Middle East in general like they you can go and I mean yeah Turkey and the Middle East like you can go get like in Dubai I know a lot of people go get go to Dubai for like cheaper wow. those jobs because they've got great doctors and it's just like a better price. It's great doctors and but our then, health
1: insurance is But then just, you have
0: to like either stay there for a while in case there's any after effects. Yeah. Yeah, or I'd fly uh, back and forth, and, like, that added cost of the flight, going back and forth if there's any, like, problems, is, like, a lot of money. So I don't know how much you're saving.
1: I mean, going back and forth, yeah, I think, like, you're you're putting all your eggs in one basket. I had a buddy, I have a friend who got it done locally and a friend who got it done in Turkey. And he said, Turkey, you just got to kind of make it into, like, a mini vacation. Like, you're going to be in so much pain. So just, like, his was, like... The, the the facility was like on a, a beach so like there was like a rehab kind of component built into the price.
0: Oh my god, we should do a whole episode on traveling for plastic oh. surgery. Yeah. And like making it a whole vacay. That's I mean, a good episode topic yeah so, so get I some more plastic surgery and then and happily, do it somewhere gorgeous happily and then come back on the pod and we'll talk about it yeah
1: i mean our our health insurance system's fucked so i mean that's why like, yeah. all these people are flying everywhere to get anything done or to get medication or, or anything well
0: a lot of people live a lot of people retire in cabo yeah because the health care is great there so a many lot expats. of americans live in cabo yeah and yeah just die happily there
1: that's so beautiful
0: Congratulations on being a plus size model. Thanks. Yeah. Are, are we are we still calling are we calling them curve models now? What are we calling them?
1: I think they w- it was like body positive. It was plus size. Then the department got changed to brawn. And now I think we're just called models. Okay, yeah. that's nice. <laughs> sure. Let's not Pro- make that's it real a, That's yeah. real progress. That's real progress.
0: It's just you're doing the same job. Right. Right. So let's just give you the the same title. Yeah. Um. How how does that feel?
1: really weird. I mean like I can't I can't hear any nice thing about me, like compliments and all that. So it's it's weird. It it's fun work. I mean to just like go. It, it's a lot like acting. You're just like pretending to have friends for a day.
0: So what's the best um shoot you've had so far? Um like what was the most fun time you've had on set or what was like the weirdest campaign you did?
1: I haven't done a ton of stuff. I did I did one for Lyft that was really fun because we shot, like, four different scenes in one day. And and it was cool, like, one of one of the shots was, like, in Malibu on the beach. So, like, to have, like, a star trailer in a beach parking lot was, like, pretty, like... As a model? Yeah. I was like, okay, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> this is... That's so this cool. This is pretty sick. Uh, and then I did some other stuff for, for Men's Warehouse where... It was, like, catalog stuff, but they only had, like, two jackets in my size, so I got flown up to do a fitting and, and got paid for, like, a full day's work, but it was literally just, like, putting on two jackets.
0: That's incredible.
1: And then flying home.
0: If you were to tell me 10 years ago when I met you at, like, what was that? We used to, It was always that one venue that you would do with, like, Bill and and Yeah, Brad. The, li- the Lyric. The Lyric, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that you were going to be, like, a world famous plus size model i would i would have been like i mean that Uh, tracks
1: uh, yeah i mean they sent us a contract and my wife laughed out loud Mm -hmm. like she was like this is so stupid ashton had like the worst covid and i was just like i posted a fat joke and signed a modeling contract i can't
0: believe you got discovered by tiktok i mean i love that for you it's
1: the wild west i and and As
0: a lift driver, so you pl- were you playing like the Lyft driver? No, or just that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought. so I was you like were like, I gotta, uh, I gotta get some chains and some yeah, cologne yeah. and. No,
1: I was like in the back seat with a friend. We were pretending that we were on our way to a concert in one of the. Uh, so like, if you order a Lyft right now, I'm like the receipt page for a lot of people. Um, oh
0: my God, I'm sitting with a celeb.
1: did. We did one where I had a son because Lyft is like starting to rent cars now. So we were doing like a a beach trip with my son in one of them. And then there was another scene at a house because Lyft has roadside assistance. Yeah. They'll come fix your car. Yeah. And it was plugging that.
0: Good to know. If you're going on a road trip, Lyft has roadside assistance. Yeah. Um, Mazel. That's very exciting for you. Thank you very much. I yeah. mean truly. None of this matters. Sign my ass, please. <laughs> I'm sure. so I'm dying. Um congratulations. <laughs> you, you have a new child. I've
1: got a little boy at home. I mean,
0: you and Ashton have been together for a really long time. Yeah. How long we,
1: have we were doing the math yesterday. I've got one of those uh silly star charts that Instagram used to push to you. Uh we've we've been together 9 years?
0: 9 years. And you got married when?
1: 2019
0: right before the pandemic okay. yeah in
1: may of 2019
0: so your honeymoon was in bali yeah okay give us like all the tips like what what did you love where did you go where'd you stay what did you hate what would you do to, like all the stuff
1: i I mean like i i i i would like to think that i was a pretty established traveler going into this after just like touring so much for comedy um but we I'm, like, a huge, like, no-checked luggage person, yeah. so we were there for two weeks. Neither Ashton or I had a checked bag. It was just carry-on. We ended up buying, like, a cheap piece of luggage once we were there to, like, fly home with stuff because you get two free checked bags on the way home, which I didn't know about. So you can go there with nothing. My whole thing is, like, you don't have to overpack. Like, even if you're going somewhere really adventurous like Bali, like, anything you need is going to be there. So if you, like, forget to pack something, don't kill yourself And and – I think like part of the fun of it, it, like I I enjoy a good trophy souvenir. I like a good trophy T-shirt or, or a hat or something or like that. Or
0: those dick bottle openers. Yes. That are everywhere in everywhere. Bali. Everywhere.
1: Or the uh, airbrushed T-shirts with the ripped bodies on them. Incredible. Love a good airbrushed tee. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, we we stayed at four different hotels. We. My whole thing was, like, I knew we were going to land, we were going to be tired, so we stayed at, like, a resort pretty close to the airport on the beach for three days getting there. And then we went into Ubud. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Ubud? Uh, For, like, most of the two weeks. And then ended for two nights. I think I actually reached out to you before our honeymoon and, like, asked you, like, how long we should. Was I helpful? You were. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Um, you were like I'm always
0: scared when people are like I reached out for your advice. I'm always scared. I'm like, uh, was I was I helpful or was I did I give you like advice that got you kidnapped and like you know?
1: No, your advice was great. Um, you you pretty much said like most of the stuff you're gonna want to do is gonna be in Ubud.
0: Yeah, it's so a a lot of the things you see on like TikTok and like the bit you know the Monkey Forest and yeah. like the big things you know that you see that are like iconic uh, you know Bali. But there are a lot of cool like. The beaches are amazing, and Chenggu and Seminyak and all those places are really great too.
1: The beaches are gorgeous. I reached out to you for our Bali trip, and then we had like a long layover in Hong Kong on the way home, and I reached out to our friend Yulan about that because because uh, he's done that layover a bunch. Um, How long was the layover? It was overnight, so it was.
0: Did you so did you go stay in Hong Kong? Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. We what left did the airport, you What did you do?
1: Went to this awesome place for dinner. I mean, we. We're, like, getting to the hotel at, like, 11 o'clock at night, and we leave the next morning at 10 a.m., so it was pretty much just, like, a food tour. We went to this place called Spicy Crab Under a Bridge is what it translates to. Okay. And Ashton had never had crab before, and we walked in, and there were these two, like, runway model, stunning Chinese women eating crab, and I've never seen it. I've never seen anyone do this, but they were eating the crab and spitting out the shell in real time. They weren't That's so hot. They weren't cracking it or anything. It was just like just a revolving door of of fresh, buttery white meat and hard shell and seasoning. And we walked in and Ashton was like, "This is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Like these women are gorgeous and I'm still turned off by this."
0: I'm turned on by it. I don't know what that says about me. But it's like I would have been like, "This is like thousands of years of of their ancestors just like totally. they know what
1: they're doing oh my the, the food got to the table and she's like i get it i yeah. take back <laughs> everything i said <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> they're amazing uh yeah yeah uh we, we did that we did uh drinks at the top of the mandarin hotel uh that like overlooks the river where you see like all, all the buildings lit up and then we went to i forget the name of it but it's like a michelin rated dumpling place in uh, a train station it's like super cheap.
0: That's so for fun. Breakfast. Yeah, was how do you when you're like doing this? Like how are you finding out where to go? Are, is it mostly just hitting up people, you know and asking for advice or are there certain sites that you trust more than others? Or what are you doing to like figure out where to do, go and do for food spots? And
1: I guess I, I just do like a lot of research. I mean, like I don't think being a comedian is a real job during the week Like I have a lot of downtime. I could be a lot more productive <laughs> with my days and and Ashton has a real job um, so I mean I've got lots of time to like watch YouTube, like walkthroughs of like this is what this couple did or like uh I have some friends that are chefs, like I'll ask if they know of anything where I'm going. But it like I've I've definitely learned and maybe it's just to protect my expectations, but I've become like such a streamlined traveler that I really like if I'm traveling with with Ashton or, 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 now like our family, like I will do a lot of work to kind of map out a trip, not like an itinerary, like every moment is planned, but I like ground transportation where we're staying like one or two excursions. I will like fully produce, uh, the same way we would like a date on TV. Yeah, just, like just you're so. like
0: you're like a reality TV producer of your own trips. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, there's a difference between being like, let's get the itinerary stack or 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. You're, but more just like logistics, not yeah. having to worry when you're like jet lagged and just stressed out in a foreign country. Maybe your bags got lot. You just don't want to have to worry about how you're getting from A to B or like. You know, what currency do I need? How am I going to get a cat? Like, you just kind of want to not have to deal with anything that's within your control.
1: And you learn things, like, along the way. Like, you, you never exchange currency at the airport. Never. Oh, um, my God.
0: When people do that, I'm like, rookie. Absolutely. Yeah, also, yeah. yeah, like, the ATMs, don't do it at the, at the airport either. Go have on the way to the airport. I mean, at the way to the hotel, if, you're, if you have, like, someone driving you. Stop at an ATM that's like a local ATM. Like a bank. A bank, and just pick. For the love of God, people.
1: This was when we went to Bali, I found it was interesting that they value crisper American bills higher than crinkled ones. Okay. So like you'll get a better exchange rate on like a crispy one hundred than like one that's been like folded or like wrinkled up in your wallet.
0: Hot tip. This is good. So I keep it crispy. Yeah,
1: I traveled with like hundreds in my laptop sleeve. So like I didn't have to like fold them at all. Like and, and just little things like that. But like
0: Is this one of your travel like you said that you said that you have your that Ashton's always making fun of you because you have a lot of um what was the word you used? Eccentric? Eccentric travel habits. I don't... Would you call this one of them, like, keeping your hundreds crispy? Is that one of them?
1: That, I think, is insane. I am... (laughs) uh, The fact that... I I, I don't believe that. Like, here, a hundred is a hundred. Like, you know, I'm sure there's people that are, like, very clean and very organized that would, like, prefer crispier money i guess this is such a crispy money it's It's pretty disgusting disgusting
0: it's pretty gross it's like you air fried your money
1: no i that i wouldn't say that's i i i think i just get anxious about i mean like so much of my job revolves around like time and promptness and like being efficient with how that's used and like conserving energy Mm -hmm. and i think that plays out a lot in traveling so like i mean ashton you like i have i have had tsa pre-check forever yeah so like when Ashton and I would like first start going on trips together like like the first two times I think I just left her in general boarding and just went through TSA on my own and it was like oh, I'll see you on the other side
0: Thank you, because my my boyfriend mm-hmm. gets so mad at me. when Because he, he is clear, which he keeps saying is just as good as pre-check. No. It's not. No. And he's like, no, no, no. It takes you to the front of the line. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Because I go through pre-check, and I'm standing there for like 25 minutes waiting for you. What are you doing if you're front of the line? Yeah. It's not. And then he gets mad at me if I don't wait for him. And I'm like, I want to get a snack. He thinks it's very Rude that I abandon him.
1: That's uh, at insane. the other side of it. I, I don't want to shit on somebody I haven't met before. No, shit on but him so
0: I can play this for him and say, "Hey,
1: here's the clear." You're I, not right here. I have clear, and when it's comboed with TSA pre-check, great. But all he's getting is a front of the line pass to like go. You still ha- he still has to go through normal security with a bunch of families that are like so thrown off like they haven't been through tsa in 10 fucking years yeah and you're behind a mom who's like oh i can't bring water through and people are like i have to take my shoes off he's still in a general boarding line with with people who just aren't
0: they're not traveling as much
1: they don't know what they're doing
0: they don't know what they're doing but it's i don't understand why people don't get pre-check it's like Go and get Global Entry. It's twenty dollars more, and your credit cards are going to pay
1: for it. Yeah,
0: if you Uh, have Chase, uh, you've heard me say this on the pod before. If you have Chase Sapphire Reserve, or any of those like travel ones, yeah,
1: I have Chase Sapphire. They
0: will pay for it. It comes out of the cost of it.
1: Yeah, all of them. Clear TSA pre-check, and Global Entry are, are, I think, now built into a lot of these annual costs. Right. And it expedites so much. Yeah. And I would, I would leave Ashton. Also, like, as a big dude, taking off your shoes (laughs) in a TSA line is exhausting and embarrassing. And you've got to, like, bend down and you're hoping your pants don't rip. And you're, like, huffing and puffing because your belly's in your way. (laughs) By the way, uh, elastic shoelaces are are a great thing to get. Like, if you're a traveler and you're going through... I have elastic laces on, like, high-top Converse that I have. Mm Mm-hmm. So they look like normal shoelaces, but now it's just like a slip-on, slip-off kind of shoe. Okay. Um, yeah, those are a great travel item. I, I mean, I'm, I guess I just, I, I'm used to traveling a certain way, and I'm very efficient. Like, I have a plain, a- you know, like I, I have a plain uniform that just like I know there's no metal in this. I, I know that I can just like drop my bag on a conveyor belt, walk through, and like keep going. I'm not gonna have to slow down at all. Yeah. But but to somebody who doesn't travel that much, like having like a go to outfit in an airport might sound ridiculous.
0: But being as efficient as you are now with a baby, like how does that play in? Because I feel like Now
1: Ashton loves it. Now she's like, This is like one of the greatest perks of having you as a husband is just knowing like whenever we travel I don't have to worry about anything.
0: Well, does it make it, it – are you still able to be as efficient? Because having a baby, you have, there's so many things you have to bring, and it's just like a whole to-do.
1: Yeah, but, like, emo- like chemically, I've changed. Like, I used to get on a plane, and if, if there was a baby – if there was ever a baby in, in, like, first class, I would be like, why is this allowed? Like, like I, I just want to be able to sleep, mm-hmm. and now there's a baby next to me. Yeah. Which is wrong. Uh, like I shouldn't think like that, and and now if there's a baby crying anywhere near me, I'm like, oh, this person's having a tough day. Like yeah. I, I like something it softened you. Yeah, chemically, I am different. Yeah, and and I would never expect traveling with a kid to be the same. There's things that I've done. Like we just took a family trip to Sayulita, and
0: home of bachelor in paradise
1: yes so
0: <laughs> if you're if you're in bachelor nation that's where that's where you got to go
1: it's funny you say that so so i worked on a reality show that that filmed in cabo in 2021 Right after my wife and I had our son.
0: Are you going to drop what the name of that reality show It was is?
1: called F-Boy Island.
0: Oh, just a small show like F-Boy Island. Yeah. Oh, that tiny show nobody watched. The
1: small one. You've heard of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. With who's that? Nikki. Nikki Gla- Glazer. Yeah, Nikki Glazer. I yeah. Just some rando. They yeah. picked her up at the mall. It's
1: great. Real F-Boy breakout Island, role. F-Boy Island,
0: like, f- people were, like, freaking out about that show. Like,
1: we, we pe- I mean,
0: there's a lot of dating shows. There's a lot, you know, Love Island. There's a lot of... But people were, like hooked on f-boy island
1: we had a lot of fun it's i've been lucky enough to work on both seasons and it's fun to make a reality show that doesn't take itself too seriously um
0: so where do you guys shoot on an island the first first
1: one we shot in cayman island second Second one we shot in cabo
0: okay obviously we're gonna have to i mean i know you were making another point but we're obviously gonna have to talk about shooting on the island and everything about that but continue with what you're saying and we'll get there. Don't S- worry, audience. I will get there.
1: So to, to circle back to Bachelor in Paradise, I was working on season two. You know, Ashton had encouraged me to to go take this job to make money because he was uh, a month old and, and we were just going to be sitting at home. I wasn't touring then. So I was in Cabo FaceTiming my wife who's alone with a newborn kid. You know, like, in between shoots, I'd just be, like, on a beach with palm trees, FaceTiming my wife, who's, like, holding a crying baby. She's or like, like, fuck
0: you, my nipples s- are chapped.
1: Sleep deprived. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so, like, I knew, like, I'm going to have to, like, there there's no way I come home from this and I'm not, like, taking her somewhere. Um, And I started talking to one of my producers, Adam, that I was working with. And uh, I was like, maybe I bring her back here because, like, now the best part about doing these dating shows is is you, we, like, I was a story producer, but then there's date producers that just, you know, make everything magical happen. And they're a huge part of the creative price process too because the, the dates are huge storytelling chess pieces. And and they create relationships with, like, every vendor in every city that you're at. So they know the guy who owns the catamaran and they own, you know, whoever's running Flora Farms in Cabo. And they, they, they know everybody. So I was like, maybe I come back to Cabo because we have all these connections now and and I wouldn't just be at a resort kind of figuring stuff out and Adam was like don't come to Cabo with your family like you know if 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 you want to go somewhere for like a week go to Sayulita because that's where he he'd worked on Bachelor in Paradise there so he gave me like his fixer like his like person in Sayulita who like helped make which ended up actually being Jorge Uh, Oh, the the, the bartender. The bartender, yeah. 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 So, like, Jorge, when we went to Sayulita, was, like, he arranged all of our transportation. Like, like he was our point person. He was great.
0: Okay, so here's some travel advice. Go work on Bachelor in Paradise or F-Boy Island, and then you'll be golden no I that's my tip if, is if,
1: if you go to Sayulita <laughs> reach out to Jorge he has his own travel company he'll
0: hook you up
1: he's he's the best
0: what's his travel company called
1: gosh I, I'm gonna have to look it up it's fine we, I can We're, cut the in between yeah time. yeah uh but but he was great and
0: I'll put the description I'll put the name of his travel company in the description so people will see it
1: it was it was huge because we we started planning this family trip to Sayulita and like at first it was just like it was just going to be Ashen, Mercer, and I. Uh, Mercer was going to be eight months old, and we'd never been to Sayulita before. And then pretty quick into planning the trip, I was like, it's going to suck to go to a new place with my wife and not be able to experience the nightlife at all. Mm-hmm. There's no way we're going to feel comfortable, just her and I personally. I don't think we would feel comfortable leaving uh, our kid on our first trip out of the country with somebody we don't personally know. Right. Um so then the idea became like, well, let's just, we'll do an open invite to our extended family. Just let them know, like, we're going to be in this town for this week. This is where we're staying. Not a a structured vacation, but if you guys want to be with us, you can. And, and surprisingly, a, a lot of people hopped on. So, like, both grandparents from both sides were, like, we're in. Her sister hopped in. My little brother and his girlfriend hopped in. So all of a sudden, there's, like, 12 people going to and and then they just want to do everything with you so they're like well what flights are you taking oh what hotel are are you at so then it became pretty clear i was like well as soon as we touch foot in the ground in in puerto vallarta if they're going to be like how do we get to the hotel they're like how how do we and and i was like so i'm gonna have to just produce everything and Mm -hmm. and have shuttles like just like streamlined so we don't have to think about anything and and Jorge did all that Jorge like planned excursions for us like even if he couldn't do it he was like oh but here I'll put you in contact with this person Jorge rocks he he does there was a day where I didn't like Sayulita really doesn't have a bank they just have ATMs on the street and they're sketchy ATMs. Like everything you read online is like maybe don't use the ATMs, uh, because your information will get stolen off your debit card. Oh shit. Yeah. And you know it. Yeah, I don't want to speak poorly about any organization, not not nations, but uh, it I just th-
0: is what it is. I mean, uh, it's not you know it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the. Th- I,
1: I think the cartels run a, a good chunk of of uh of that tourism. Yeah. So th- I was just it was. I was hinted like maybe don't use the ATMs and I had gone through some cash and needed to pay for an excursion for like my whole family with cash that I didn't have. And Jorge, who lives 45 minutes away, like was able to like go to his bank, pull out his cash, come to me. And then, like, I could wire money to him. This so is was, the
0: most unrelatable thing of the, on the planet. Like, I'm sorry. We're going to need, no, no, I'm just, we I, can just take I'm this in all out. No, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. This is aspirational as far as I'm concerned because I am like a professional traveler and I don't have a Jorge. I don't have the bartender of Bachelor in Paradise just wiping my asshole while I'm in Sayulita. That mean, is not what I said. Jorge is incredible. I love man. him. I, you know what? I've never been so forward, but. Could I get an intro?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just want to
0: be his friend. I don't want anything from 100%. him. 100%. I just love him. Yeah. I just want to squeeze him. He's so goddamn cute. He's
1: the best. He only sends video messages, too. He doesn't text. Like, Ugh. if I text him, he will just send me a video back. I love that for um, him. And for
0: everybody. That's incredible.
1: He's he's wonderful. I I mean, you've got to make friends. Like, now that I've been to Bali, I have, a I have like, a fixer in Bali who I would text if I needed anything. People
0: like us who talk and chat for a little. It's yeah. like, yes. But I feel like a lot of people are just not as... um. Like, they're maybe a little more, more timid and shy, so they don't get, like, they don't have a guy, you know? But the key is just ask people. Like Just truly, ask people. Even make on friends. flights. Yeah.
1: When you're oh on a flight God. sitting
0: next to somebody, let's say, like, you're, you know, coming into a country and they're returning home and, and they're a local. You just sit there and you're like, hey, do you have any recommendations anywhere? Like, does your cousin run a restaurant that's really good? Like, you just ask. And people always, you'd be shocked. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone's got a guy. Everyone's got a thing.
1: I got, a, I got turned off to it for a little bit. When I was a kid, I would talk the ear off of whoever was sitting next to me on an airplane. Yeah. I would just talk, 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 talk. Same. And then, and then after a little bit, I didn't want to tell people on a flight that I was a stand-up comic anymore. Because then you're kind of doing the same podcast yeah. it beca- uh, on exactly. every flight. It
0: becomes this conversation <laughs> – this is great. Uh, <laughs> I just mean like <laughs> you're on a comedy. You're, right. you're on comedy bang bang oh, all the time. sudden. This is how I got into stand up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Well, Where do you get your material? Are you like right. Amy Schumer? Is that what you're into? Is that what you're? Oh, okay. Oh, st- no, you're Jewish- Are you like Sarah Silverman. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, it's, I'm exactly like Sarah Silverman. Are you on yes.
1: Saturday Night Live? You should do Saturday Night Live. You
0: should email Netflix. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what you I would do. You should just
0: email Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I, you should tell them. Does
1: it work like that?
0: You should do that. They would love you. Do you know
1: Eddie Murphy? <laughs> It's, 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 and the they, they all mean well. Of course.
0: I always ask people when I, when I meet somebody in an industry that I'm not really familiar with, I'm like, what are the three most annoying questions that people ask you? Oh like, if you got like a surgeon or like, and it's, you know, what, what's the, what's the thing that's so cringy about your industry that's so annoying when people ask you? And it's, it's like, oh, have you ever, have you ever had someone die on the table? Like, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, great. Now I know what to never ask somebody in that industry. Yeah. In comedy, if someone says they're stand-up, don't ask them to tell you a joke right now. Don't. I always say you can Venmo me like everybody else. You yeah. can pay me for my jokes yeah. like everyone else and maybe fuck I'll- Fuck you, wha- pay me. Yeah, fuck you, pay me. But don't ask them to tell you a joke. And don't ask them if they're like the only comedian you've ever heard of.
1: Right. <laughs> um, Are you famous? Yeah. Probably. You're, you're asking anyth- me who I am. so. Have, have
0: you been in anything that I would know?
1: Oh, my gosh. I, I asked Eliza once. It's like, okay, once. dad, leave me alone. Yeah. I asked Eliza once like how she would cl- classify success. And she said, "Just not having to explain who I am to yeah. somebody. Not
0: having to list your credits. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Just, just. Oh, yeah, I know who this person is. Yeah, I got turned off, and and for a while I wasn't talking to people, and and I've started doing it again, and and just some of the best. I mean, I've sat next to John Wayne stunt double on a flight. I Pest. I just took a flight uh, with a a a man in his seventies who had never flown before." and was losing – he had already lost total vision in one eyeball and was about to lose vision in his other – his last eye. And he was taking this flight to, like, try and see if a doctor could help him, like, not go blind. So I got to, like, sit next to this guy while he saw the sky for the first time. Like, while he was contemplating, like, I might not – like, he was just sobbing next to me. It was like the most like I uh, you, you meet some great people traveling, but a lot of people just get totally turned off and like just want to be with their person or like, you know, closed off to new experiences, new friends. If you're traveling, you got to you got to be pretty fluid and just like know that shit isn't going to go to plan all the time. Mm-hmm. And having that openness, I think, just lends itself to like meeting great people and, and making connections. My the the my guy in Bali like will still text you like we were texting each other through COVID like hey you guys hanging in there like it is Sweet. you know yeah it's just lovely.
0: What do you do if you're in a situation that everything goes to shit like do you have a game plan like? You know, is do do you come with backup cash, backup cards, backup? I mean, what's something that you kind of because you get you you're very chill. You're very calming, soothing, very relaxing presence. But okay. I get the I get the sense that you've got anxiety. and oh, that's yeah. why you're good at planning the shit out of everything. So to and I think that's good. It's a good way to, like, combat that anxiety. But like, what are you doing? You know, do you have any any tips for like shit hits the fan? What are you going to do? You got a guy you call? Like, what's your thing?
1: I guess not really. I mean, Ashton and I before we got married, we were helicoptered out of a mudslide. So what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait,
0: what? Where? And what happened?
1: We were visiting her parents in Montecito, California, oh. and we ignored a, a mandatory evacuation, and smart. Uh, like 350 homes were destroyed. of the people that died were sleeping on the sleep like like Ashton and I were like 150 feet away from not waking up again
0: wait what the fuck
1: yeah and we woke up oh my god I'm so sorry it's uh, thank you I mean it's just one of those things where like I'm different now and and that like was for sure traumatic but I don't I don't know that I really believe in like having a a backup or like a plan just because like in that situation it was like just like okay let's go Like, let's just run for our lives and figure this out.
0: Why did you ignore the evacuation? You just didn't think it was that big of a deal?
1: I've never... I mean, I've grown up in Southern California. I've been evacuated from fires, like, so many times. Uh, This particular year, we had just been evacuated because of the Thomas fires Mm -hmm. for, like, weeks. So Mm -hmm. we just got done living in a hotel and and like you know filing insurance claims to get everything reimbursed and we got back into her her parents house we were visiting for for Christmas and New Year's we were like allowed to go back to the house on Christmas Eve and then after being gone for 2 weeks and then they tried to evacuate us again on uh January 8th uh for this mudslide and I I, I don't think I I just don't think and didn't think of a mudslide as something that could happen in our country. Like, every time you hear about it on the news, it's, like, in an underdeveloped yeah. part of the world. Yeah. But what had happened was the fire it had, like, ate up all of the nutrients in the soil. So there was no roots, like, holding dirt together. Mm-hmm. So this rain came and just...
0: Fucked it all up. Oh, my
1: God. There, mean there were gas lines that used to be 40 feet underground that were now 70 feet ab- above ground. That's so scary. Yeah. I mean, it was nuts.
0: Well, I'm so glad you're okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: We're okay. Uh, we're different now. I feel like a, a huge fear of flying now because like the the rumble and inertia when a plane lands like weirdly sounds like the uh, the r- th- we woke up because uh, a gas pipe exploded at the house behind us. Like this gas line opened up.
0: Oh my and God. That
1: that explosion is like what let us know that something was happening, and that kind of rumble is very similar to like when an airplane lands. Yeah. Um. So I think I don't, like, have a plan (laughs) uh, to weirdly circle back to the question. I don't have, like, a go-to plan. It's just, like, stuff's going to happen and you have to adapt and and just go with it. And if you can stay calm in those moments and not, like, tense up, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be able to think so much better and and be smarter, you know. I remember during the mudslide, like, Ashen was screaming at me because our gas light was on in the car. And she's like, really? You don't have any gas in the fucking car? And I was <laughs> like, how far do you think we need to go? <laughs> like, like we, we don't have to, like, go on a road trip. We just need to get out of, we have to go, like, three miles if we can. Oh, my God. Of course so we scary. Couldn't, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Damn, dude.
1: I think after that, it's just like, oh, we.
0: You've been through a mudslide. Yeah. You can get through anything.
1: helicoptered out of a natural disaster. Uh, you know,
0: I uh, I don't know if I've ever had anything quite that like I've never been helicoptered out, but I did. I was in a monsoon in India. Wow. Yeah, I lived in India for a while, and I w- we went me and these I was with these two Norwegians. We went hiking in the Himalayas or Himalayas as it's called. But you know, Barcelona. Uh, I'm not gonna be yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna be one of those people who who has a lisp now when sure. I say yeah. <laughs> um, the the Himalayas. Um, we went on a hike, and it was it was monsoon season, and we went off the trail, not on purpose, but I feel like we thought we were on the trail still, and we just somehow ended up not on the trail. So when we were coming back down the mountain,
1: was was there like a flash flood?
0: It was crazy. Yeah, it was like a total flash flood. It was it was just pouring rain, and we were coming back down the mountain after I totally took a dump up on the top of the Himalaya. I just want you to know it was pretty iconic. If you're ever gonna do that take a dump on the top without him alive enjoy the view yeah it was great uh it was one of the best shits i've ever taken um (laughs) but oh i just realized we never did our opening questions because we just flew right into this because it was so (laughs) nash don't worry i will absolutely be asking hunter about his bowels but um (laughs) no i we were coming back down and i slid and fell and hit my head on a boulder Fuck. and i got a really bad concussion I also had, like, a parasite. I mean, India was not good for me. Hey, I, I who was doesn't sick. pick
1: up a parasite while traveling? Who
0: among us hasn't? Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. you haven't gotten a worm, you haven't lived. Yeah. It was pretty gross. But, yeah, I had a concussion, so I had to stay awake for, like, 36 hours or something. Which, Jesus. for me, is just, after like... After a hike?
1: After a hike, that's and a also, like... That's the for me. How, that's a, I'll not na- being able to nap I'll promptly after any kind of exercise. I'll risk it, you yeah. know? Wow. But
0: it was pretty crazy, so... I was pretty baller. I'm not really an athlete, but
1: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you
0: know, I don't know NBA players. You ever fucking gotten a concussion in a monsoon in India?
1: Yeah, I I, I think that, that that it's kind of sick. That's really cool. Yeah. you talk about that on dates. Um, a I used to on in my India.
0: on my uh, my like Tinder profiles. I used to be like asking about my third world diseases because I've had pretty much every major third world disease. I've had dengue, malaria, a parasite. I've had like everything. I wow. have. I got even. I've even had swine flu. I got that yeah. in Allentown, Pennsylvania.
1: <laughs> so Pen- I've been Pen- around. Look, outside of Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is pretty pretty third world. It's its own thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Okay. Are you allowed to talk bo- about F Boy Island, or are you under NDA? So
1: I, I have an NDA, so I guess it would depend on what you want to talk about.
0: I don't need to know anything like I just want to know about the tra- like the ex- travel experience of being on like in the Cayman Islands oh, um I how mean, that was can that you talk was, about that or not
1: yeah that was incredible I mean season 1 we filmed in the Cayman Islands during 2021 so like high to covid February I I think February or March we uh we flew out to the Cayman Islands Cayman Islands by the way did a tremendous job during the pandemic, like they shut their shit down. Mm-hmm. Like you could not get in unless you were like if unless you own property or, or you were a citizen and pretty much in order to own property, you need to be a citizen. Yeah. So it was. But they let you guys in. Yeah. Because, yeah.
0: Because FYI, By Island, everybody loves it so much. Yeah.
1: I'm sure a studio was giving lots of money to a government. Sure. And, you know, to the government's credit, you shut down your only source of revenue being tourism. Uh, to to protect the people, you know that that need that money to survive. It's it's it, it gets tough. So yeah. a lot of stuff filmed in the Caymans during that time, and it was really surreal going from LA, which was like total lockdown. Ashen has lupus and a handful of other autoimmune disorders that just make her like super high risk mm-hmm. uh, during all of that. To going to the Cayman Islands where there was no shutdown. Like once you landed, like we were tested we had to quarantine in our room for two weeks. So like they brought you three meals a day um, and, and you tested a bunch. But after that, it was just like, you could go to a karaoke bar on, on Seven Mile Beach, which was still empty because no one was able to travel there.
0: Arguably more fun.
1: Oh, my God. It was am- I got to go to one of the most beautiful places on the planet when no one else was allowed to be there.
0: So it was just like your whole playground.
1: Oh, like my gosh. It was gosh. just
0: for you. It was like if they closed Disneyland for a day.
1: It was the best. And, and, and I mean, we're working really hard. So we're working like six days at a time, but you're making a per diem every day that you're down there. And, and you can't really spend money on anything when you're working. They're feeding you. You, you have a place to stay. And you're working so long that there's no way to spend it when you're done with work. Mm-hmm. So like your your off day, your one day a week was just like this crazy like let's let's get it all out, let's let's have fun.
0: And there's yeah. just the crew is hanging out together. You're not hanging out with like the contestants on the show.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah, there's no, separation no. there. Yeah, yeah. And and they they're in a you know yeah, they're in their own little universe. We, right. it, I won't
0: ask it, too much. I get it. I'm not trying to get you sued here. No, no, yeah. no, yeah, yeah.
1: It's just the crew hanging out yeah. and going out and having fun um you know the cast was always kind of like held in place and in, in their house and stuff right because like you yeah.
0: don't want them able to like being on their phones or
1: can't have them on their phones is like i mean especially like this show you know we didn't want anything about the name getting out mm-hmm. or, or anything like that um or, or didn't want you know anyone mad at us before they could even like i think if you hear the name of the show bef- with without seeing it you know it it sounds like it's going to be grosser or, or a lot more grotesque than it actually is. Sure. But yeah, the whole I mean we would go out and just rent boats or, you know, I I smoked so many cigars on that island. It was it was am- we went on a uh, bioluminescent kayak tour at night cuz it's like one of the only places in the world where there's like a concentrated amount of uh of these plankton essentially. And and that was amazing. I mean like each kayak stroke was just like painting with a highlighter in the water it was amazing that
0: is so cool yeah
1: we didn't have any we didn't like you know if you were like completely clean and you weren't like wearing any teflon or anything you were allowed to get in the water so we were doing like like snow angels but with like glow-in-the-dark plankton
0: that is so fun yeah how did they choose the cayman islands for the for Fwy island
1: i'm not sure i'm not sure i and yeah, I, I wasn't really involved in that process. Okay. I came on pretty late to to both seasons. So, like, it was already casted and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, I, I will always look back on that as, like, such a, a special thing. Um,
0: so fun. Being able to travel um, for work... And, but not just like ah, oh, I'm not. I'm going to like Cincinnati. It's like I'm going to Cayman Islands for work. Is so fun. Oh my god! And I know you're working. Like it's not as glamorous as it's, I. Mean, you know, you're working long days. It's production still, so it's a lot. I get that. But yeah. pretty cool backdrop and like days off. You know, it's better than being. Like, let's go to the mall. I guess you know, it's pretty cool that you get to like hang out in the Cayman Islands on your day off.
1: Days off were sensational. And yeah. even when you're, I mean, even when you're at work. Yeah, it's it's really hard, and it definitely is not glamorous. Uh, you know, there's I, I always joke even with stand-up, like like all of the money is spent at front of house. Mm-hmm. Like back of house, you, you, th- if the camera isn't pointing there, it, it is not pretty. Um, but it was amazing just working with with everyone. I mean, Nikki is so funny, um, and I got to work with with Bill and Brad and
0: that's so dope yeah did you work you worked on bachelor in paradise too or no no no. okay because i know brad and bill were on bachelor in paradise yeah yeah
1: during covid when i couldn't tour anymore i reached out because ashton was sick and i was like i I still need to like work and and help her because she couldn't do anything um and and all they had for me at the time was a job as a pa on a show called pooch perfect (laughs) uh, which is a, a dog grooming show hosted by rebel wilson
0: incredible and they
1: ended up making me i was the show's mascot so if you watch the show and there's a large dude inside of a labrador costume that was that was me
0: what you've done with your career is truly on inspiring yeah i've lived a full life you've lived a full <laughs> yeah. life
1: Hunter. yeah prime time um, labrador but
0: that's amazing i mean you know for right for people bill and brad bill dixon brad silencer these you guys you guys have been producing stuff for 10 years i mean they the 10 years ago when, you know that you guys were making comedy shows at the lyric and at the improv lab and like so it's just like amazing that you guys are still now you're making some of the best reality tv shows in the world together which is really cool
1: yeah i mean really like he, he, elon took bill under his wings bill is amazing and then brad just got right in the mix there so it was really nice during covid to
0: just white guys helping other white guys it's truly
1: need those amazing advantages. it's
0: nice to see you guys really passing on the baton to those really need no, you know
1: i i I'm you know you again with. first job they gave me was a pa i'm, ki- you know? I'm kidding but you, no I'm it's por- you
0: guys put in hours and hours i'm not i'm just giving you shit
1: it's it rightfully so
0: but it's but it's pretty cool like it's amazing what you guys have done
1: it's been really cool to to be able to stay busy travel the world and then also like make friends like all of our guys. Go- uh, all of all of the cast members. I I I love them and on both seasons and it's really cool to just kind of like share these moments that you know will never be replicated again. Yeah. Even if it's just like cameras aren't rolling and we're all just drinking coffee looking at the ocean. It's like, well, this is very dumb." Like
0: Amazing. Y- you
1: know, at the end of the day you're making a show called F Boy Island. But that's right.
0: like we're silly clowns. That's what we want to do is make, you know, the thing. Is, like people are like, ah, oh, these reality shows are so funny. It's like, yeah, they're they're amazing stand-up comedians are producing it. Yeah, these are people who write killer jokes. It's amazing. They're they're taking people and are, they're writing, you know, great jokes in you know as they're producing amazing television. I so mean,
1: so Nikki was was so funny and, and she's seeing really her like funny. just like speed roast these guys and like throw these just daggers during eliminations I mean she's she's great she is so funny the show is so much fun yeah and and I hope we get to do it more
0: are they are there any plans for another season you're like hope so yeah um well that's cool as a and I hope this question is I don't know I hope this is if it's offensive in any way I'm sorry but as a plus-size queen thank you Gorgeous, thick, juicy, man.
1: Yes, yes, check, check.
0: Um, are there any things with travel that are more difficult that you would like to see changed? Um, like seats or like whatever, like, you know. Sure. Like, I think, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to ask this in a way that's not offensive. I think you're thick and juicy and gorgeous.
1: Thank you, but I, I totally get it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where a lot of my anxiety with travel comes from is just like is there going to be enough overhead space by the time i get on the plane and 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 god forbid i'm stuck in a middle seat just like Nightmare. i mean like the southwest thing with like that that bigger person being thrown off cuz they didn't fit yeah to a certain extent yes like if you're if you're taking up two seats worth of room for sure but travel in general has just like they've made it so economic and and most of the plane you're just i mean you're being treated like sheep like like there is little to no room for most of the plane they're they're always running out of overhead space if you're not in like the first two boarding groups mm-hmm. then it's like well you're going to have to check this bag anyway mm-hmm. there's there's a lot i think that could be better i mean i pretty much always have to pay to get myself into like a uh, like a premium comfort or Delta comp, you know, uh like a more room. Yeah, like the extra legroom seats. It's kind
0: of fucked up that you have to like pay a premium on just being yourself.
1: Yeah, and that's not even with me being a big dude. Like I'm, I, I mean, I'm tall. So like if I if I don't pay for that upgrade or if I don't get automatically upgraded into an extra legroom seat, then nine times out of ten I'm dealing with somebody upset that they can't recline their seat. Because my knees are are in their seat. How tall are you? I'm six three. Yeah, you're a. I'm yeah. I'm I'm a tall, big. I'm just a big bear. Tall, dark, <laughs> and
0: handsome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, big bear. Yeah,
1: and 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 I'm friendly, but. <laughs> and and I'm I'm well. Yeah, someone's crushing well your knees. Well intentioned. Yeah. Yeah, and and you'll hear you'll see someone just riding that button and like trying to get his seat to go back, and it's just my kneecaps that he's riding into, or just like you know. Even, like, I'll, like, now, something has to go horribly wrong for me to not be in an aisle seat now. But even then, it's, like, if if it's not, like, the tiniest person in the world next to me, like, I am, like, crossing my arms. I am just, like, because my shoulders, just my shoulders will go over the other armrest. So I'm, like, trying to be, like, so mindful of, like, I mean, like, as a pl- as a big person, I am always worried about what do I smell like and and how much space am I taking up yeah. and how sweaty am I mm-hmm. and and i mean it's so funny like touring with Eliza like she'll sometimes i burp and i don't even know it and then and then Eliza's just like hunter
0: <laughs> like roll <laughs> down, down the windows yeah, yeah
1: it's it's so it's i mean there's a lot of that um yeah really
0: which is so annoying because like tiny people can do that and it's like oh how cute and funny and if like, you're a big dude, people are just like, ew. And it's like, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. I'm, the grossest people I know are like 4'11 and <laughs> weigh 30 pounds. And I'm like, you're nasty. But they're like, but it's cute because I'm so tiny. I'm like, no, it's yeah. not cute. It's gross. You're gross.
1: People get mean. I think there's like. They get really mean. Yeah. There's just a lot of. A l- I mean, I, I, I like I think about like uh Like, representation in movies is such a big thing right now. Mm -hmm. And when I think back on it, I think, like, every chubby kid or anyone who was big, uh, like, size-wise in a movie growing up was either, like, clumsy, smelly. Not intelligent, mm-hmm. nerdy,
0: or and not seen as attractive, or or like no. a love interest or sexual in any no. way. It was like the punching bag. It
1: was a pretty one-dimensional, gimmicky character.
0: And look at you now. Now you're a fucking paid model.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm paid
0: to be gorge. I'm
1: out here trying. I'm slinging jokes. I'm Vogan. Uh, you're Vogan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I it's, know, yeah. So it's I not mean, easy.
0: times are a changing. I hope. I hope faster, because I would love to see you star as like the ingenue oh i'd love that as like the daddy i need to to make some
1: moves yeah
0: yeah just someone being like
1: that's all my hour is right now i
0: want to lay on that comfy teddy bear yeah i just want to feel
1: comfortable and safe (laughs) totally (laughs) yeah
0: i gonna be honest with you (laughs) how fucked up the world is right now a big strong man
1: oh I
0: think it's I think we're going to switch so far. I think guys who are look like they spend too much time in the gym, we're all going to be like you look boring. Give me a teddy That's bear so who's fun to lay on. No. Guys who only work out, I'm like, you look so boring. Like, what do you talk about besides your reps and protein? There's nothing that you're talking about. A teddy bear, a guy who's, like, got a gut, who's a little furry, chunky, and warm. It's like having a human heater to lay next to. (laughs) They're so much fun to eat with because they know all the good food spots. This is great. And if and no one wants to fuck with you, no one's going to start shit with a guy who's like towering over you and like all they have to do is sit on you and you're oh and you're done. Like I we need to change the snare. That's hot. Thank that you. is hot.
1: I will say that is an advantage that I don't I don't give like the fact that I never feel scared when I'm traveling is huge. 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 I would
0: love to travel with you. I would never worry.
1: Nobody, like I'm, I'm never worried about being pickpocketed or mugged and it's because I'm bigger than you. That's awesome. Even though I'm terrified, like I I would be scared or, 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 you know, hiding, you know, like I'll wear like sometimes in, if I'm going somewhere particularly adventurous, I'll wear like one of those like money holders under my shirt or something like that. Yeah. Like but, a fanny pack but thing. But no, yeah. no, nobody's ever. No one's gonna start shit with you. No, I'm, I'm and six like, foot three and three hundred pounds.
0: The world is coming to an end. It's like if, if, if it all goes to shit, you'll live longer.
1: Yeah, yeah, just off of this meat that I've put away for a long winter. Y-
0: yes, you store. <laughs> I mean, it's the perfect like. That is what we need to be focusing on. We need to be like, you know what? Truly is the epitome of sex appeal in men. A big old chunky teddy bear.
1: Well. I'm on your side. Thank you. Now 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 I'm just like I need to get in shape just so I can keep up with my kid. But I I am I'm very happy with myself. I good. I'm loving it. And and modeling's actually been like a huge part of that. Just like, oh yeah, I can feel good about the way that I look. I never all of the stand up is so self-deprecating mm-hmm. and then to like have like some real recognition of like, no, you're an attractive guy.
0: Do you think that like being a stand up and having to poke fun at yourself so much like contributes to staying like having low self-esteem like telling your you know how people are like how you speak to yourself mm. and I know we're kidding and I know like well it's like as a comedian yeah it's jokes but do you ever think like just rewriting those jokes and telling those jokes night after night and like re- talking to yourself like that like reinforcing that do you ever think that that's just like harmful to you Maybe I mean, you're going to be like, yeah, I guess I'm going to quit comedy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, do you ever think about like how that affects how you see yourself and how you feel about yourself in the world?
1: I do. And and when I listen to the jokes that I used to tell, like starting out, a lot of it was a lot more self-deprecating. And, and I don't like a lot of the stuff I'm writing now doesn't really take aim at me as much. Uh, and And a lot of the stuff I say now is just like me telling a story or me talking about a life experience right but i definitely just used to have i just used to talk like a victim or somebody that was in the way constantly Mm -hmm. and and i i love my job i'm very grateful i you know that i get to to tour full time with eliza and and just kind of piggyback off of her success but she's as like a friend done like such a a service to me of like like You know, for the first six months of traveling with her, like if I said, gosh, I'm so lucky or something like that, she would let me have it like like, okay, you can talk like that. But but pretty quick, she was like, stop using language like that. You're not lucky. Like you worked very, very hard for this opportunity. You deserve to be here. You can be grateful like it's like we have the best job in the world, but you're not lucky. Like like you saying you're lucky is almost undermining my intelligence for choosing to have you out with me. And, and like, I chose you, like, I believe in your voice, like, so, like, if somebody else is going to have that for me, why, why shouldn't I believe in myself like that? And to kind of have like mentors like that, that kind of like, you know, voices, voices in your life that when you, when they speak, you listen, are very important. Mom and dad, you can like, you know, just tune them out all day long. So true. But then like mentors and, and people like real friends that Don't have to tell you what you want to hear, but tell you what you need to hear. Mm. That's the biggest thing ever.
0: It's so true. Like having people, having someone tell you, like, I really do believe that you're not delusional and what you're doing. You should be here and you've got something to say and you should say it. It's cheesy, but it's true. Like it really makes the difference because so much of like being a creative or anything that you're doing, like you're building a business of any kind. It's just so much of like, is what I'm doing? Is anybody listening? Does anybody care? It's am I like, what am I doing here? And if someone looks at you that you respect and that you're like, you're really good, and they're like, no, you're doing a good job, and it's just t- it's, it's a matter of time.
1: It is terrifying. Yeah. Literally. And every day is heartbreaking. Yeah. And every day <laughs> you're getting older. Every day your runway is getting shorter. Every day somebody that's not as talented as you is getting more views on TikTok or Instagram. Like somebody else that, that, is getting the starting line that you would actually know what to do with like it is i know so crushing especially like how quickly climate's changing technology evolves like like there's trends
0: of what's popular of what people oh want gosh. Of what it's content people are looking for it's, it's an, just you it's never insane know. like
1: yeah. i mean it's it's crazy that like the comics before us had had to use to like carve and scratch at, at just kind of digging out any room for themselves at, and headlining really shady rooms all over the country being picked up from the airport by weird comedy promoters in vans. And and now an algorithm will just suggest people to you. Like, you, like w- comics now are just piggybacking off of all of the actual work that people did before us. Mm. It's not like a metaphor of, like, I paved the way. It's like, no, literally somebody just watched this amazing comic who's been at it for 20 years and now the algorithm's like do you maybe want to watch this person also <laughs> <laughs> like like it's 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 nuts how much easier it's gotten but then also it's like impossible to keep up with and and i hate social media so much
0: it is ruining stand up com- comedy stand up comedy absolutely yeah. like taylor and i always talk about how it's like she's like i have to post these clips because my team makes me post these clips, but these clips are ruining the art form that I love so much.
1: <laughs> and and she's right. We'll go on walks and we'll talk about this, but, like, that's the gig. Like, and and people seeing your art in this lesser, lesser version of it are still going to buy tickets and be able to see your show mm-hmm. in your format. Mm-hmm. But the crowd work stuff, the burning material, it's like, ugh.
0: Is there anything um, that you wish you knew 10, 15 years ago that you would have told yourself about, like, starting the business of you?
1: Yeah, yeah, just get out of your own way.
0: Okay, what do you mean by that?
1: Mm, I worry so much about what other comics might think of something I'm working on or want to do and I sometimes won't even start an idea because I'm scared of what somebody might think of it. And I I love comics, some of my best friends are comics, but then there's like the, the wide population of comics starting out that are just like, we can be, I mean, male comics are not like a good breed you know? mean and scary <laughs> yeah and it's
0: like deep insecurity hurt, that's all it hurt, is I like they say. were yeah just yeah. D- deeply insecure people yeah yeah
1: so it's just like there's always daggers coming from somewhere or somebody's always got a strong opinion and and i just wish i would have been able to tell myself like just just run just like the the amount of freedom that we have right now is insane like at it, it, The upside of this is, like, people that might not have ever gotten a chance, like, there's no gatekeepers anymore. Like, you can just be yourself and people will find you, even outside of comedy. Like, no matter what you want to do with your life, like, now you have a way to get connected to everyone else that cares about that thing. Like, I'm sure there's people that just lead Dungeons and Dragons games that are making six figures a year. Because that network of people is like, oh, this dude's the shit and and has the best 12-sided die I've ever seen.
0: Also remember that, like, it is embarrassing to do things. Like, being alive is humiliating. And trying to do something and, like make a show or do stand-up comedy or build a business or whatever the hell you're doing, like start a tech startup, whatever. It's, uh, it is embarrassing. You have to like fail in public and make a lot of mistakes in front of people. And it's, it's not like, it's not a good feeling, and I think that's one of the things about being a stand-up that, like, you just get good at is being bad in front of people, because you have to, like, try jokes out, and they might flop. And not a lot of people have the the opportunity to, like, fail in front of a lot of people per, uh, kind of often, especially in the beginning of your career. And so I think, like, getting good at, get, at just being bad at something in public is the only way you're going to get better at it and build something.
1: You Yeah, you really need... There's such a superpower in not caring.
0: But everybody cares.
1: Yeah, but if you can get... Pa- like, it, you can't let... Like, for the longest time, I think I've let stand-up mean too much to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I couldn't be a pro because I was still uh, admiring it, like, on an amateur level. Like, I you know, like, if I'm comparing... Like, I want to tell this joke, but this idol I have would never do anything like that. Then you get in your own way. And 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 ego would stop me from trying. Uh, fear would stop me from trying. We did the holy water ritual in Bali. And that's, like, what I prayed to, like, get rid of was, like, ego and fear for my career. Um, did it work? Uh, for a little bit. Sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, then the world shut down. And, and they're <laughs> like, well, we
0: got rid of everything for yeah. <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> All lanes are clear, my guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: There's no traffic in LA. <laughs> have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah, weirdly, yeah, it went great. <laughs> yeah, I I I think you just knowing that nobody nobody really cares and if if they have an opinion about you it's an insecurity that they have about themselves and just just like keep showing up, keep doing the work. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. Like the cool thing about stand up is you're learning to bomb. You're you're learning every way not to tell a joke. Until you finally learn like how to streamline the joke writing process, but there's something very human about something falling flat in front of an audience. And as long as you're not angry about that, the audience is like, "Yeah, we're here with you." Like, you know.
0: Yeah, don't blame the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: but most professions don't have that. Most people just like you're so used to having to be good at your thing all the time, and stand up might be one of the only jobs where you're just like constantly making it up and like every six months kind of like going back to the drawing board and just trying to figure out what it's going to be and what it's going to look like and and not being scared of that is what i wish i would have known like that you 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 can suck and that's okay and you can just click send on whatever but the 90s kid in me just like does not has a real issue with just like posting every joke that i have because when I was growing up, like the the, the biggest offense you could make would be selling out, would be bending your morals even the slightest to get someone else's approval, and now we're just living in the exact opposite. Like you need to like, also like we're just like putting up half baked ideas, so you don't even really know like is this the stand up or is this an idea? Like everything's just muddled, everything's a shade of gray now, but we can't afford to not be sharing our art
0: constantly, readily. Yeah, yeah. what a time to be alive. I didn't ask you about your poo. Do you want to talk about your poo? Is
1: what's the question?
0: The, que- the opening questions, I don't know how I fucked this up so bad. It's like the opening questions that I love to know about, which is, what's your worst diarrhea story while you're traveling? If you have one, amazing. Oh. It's kind of awkward to end with I the don't, openers. But I wouldn't
1: trust uh, anyone who travels and doesn't have a diarrhea story. Uh, the honeymoon in Bali had lots of, lots of, I mean, always travel with charcoal tablets. <laughs> uh, always. It's uh, good for
0: a hangover, by the way. Is it? Take charcoal tablets too, right before you start drinking. You can drink all night. Don't, I mean, don't, because ew. Sure. But you can, and you won't have a hangover. Okay. Learn that from an alcoholic, and I trust that person because they are doing the job.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're right in the book. Okay. Uh, worst, worst diary story I, I had to headline uh, Zanies in Chicago recently, and I had uh, this this stomach bug that's been going around uh going into it and it was literally like like the day before the show was in our guest bedroom literally shitting our bed and you were
0: shitting in the bed?
1: Yeah. Like Oh
0: wow. Like
1: so sick.
0: Like like poo on the sheets. Yeah. Like mm-hmm.
1: Ashen and my mother in law coming in to like take care of me and I was just like in a ball. And and uh
0: Well you had a baby, so she's been primed for this.
1: Sure, but I'm <laughs> not supposed to be that baby. <laughs> <laughs> i am some days <laughs> she'll tell you but no uh so i was very sick and i had to go do this show in chicago stand up another great thing by the way like when i was a server i would call out sick if i had a cough but now i'm like yeah i'll i'll fly cross country with a stomach bug and and i hope it works out
0: amazing yeah. um so and that was
1: that was like timed like like going to the airport was like can i sit in an uber for this long like each stretch of getting to chicago was timed out with my bowel movements and i think i got up on the plane like 15 times to, to use a restroom it's
0: the worst it's horrible horrible i shot my pants on an airplane I mean, on an airplane once and the, this guy turned around and said you will never get married what well i was in india this was you know all of my shitting, was your dad my- on
1: this flight no <laughs>
0: Oh, God. It was so bad. He <laughs> was like, I was wearing these, like, um, this was the parasite era of my oh, life, yeah. you know? And I I was on this plane, and I, like, was almost not going to be allowed on the plane because I was so sick. But I was like, I'm not I'm not uh, contagious. contagious. I'm just, like, yeah. there's a bug inside me that's ripping me to shreds. And I really ha- wanted to get up and take a shit. And um, the lady said no because we were, like, getting landing, whatever we were doing. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, yeah. it's going to come out. So either, like, let me, like, break this rule or we're going to have other problems. She wouldn't let me get up. So I had no choice. But I totally shot my pants. And it was so embarrassing. And then this guy turned around. And he just was, like, trying to figure out where the smell was coming from. And he looked at me. And he was, like, like kind of like, is it you? And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. And he was like, you will never get married and i was like i know
1: i i think <laughs> you're a hero
0: it was so it was truly one of the worst things that ever happened to me in my life that's
1: insane i've had moments like that on a plane where i'm like what is going to like this needs to happen. I don't ask, can I anymore in those situations? Well, they I just have tell different the co- like, rules. Like, this needs to happen.
0: In the U.S., even if the seatbelt sign's on, yeah, you can, you get, can up, get up. But, like, in Japan, they are very, very strict with it. Like, if you get up, they will come over to you and, like, place a hand on you and sit you back down. Like, they don't fuck around.
1: Well, Japan's better than us. Yeah. A lot be- of cultures are better than no, us. No, they're better than us. And that's because they don't put up with shit. Yeah. But they should let you take a shit if they you They should do let do. you
0: take a shit. The second opening question that is now the ending question. Great. Is. Have you ever gotten in a major epic fight while y- while you've been traveling? Um. It sounds like the mudslide might have been pretty epic.
1: Surprisingly that was f- everyone was on the same team in that one. <laughs> uh, we We went on a a, a family road trip. My, I went on a family road trip with my wife's family for one Christmas and and we drove to Mammoth and the travel nut in me. Like, I told my wife, like, we should take separate cars. And her dad wanted us all to be in one car. So it was, like, one big family thing, which is insane because we have cats and presents. And, like, she's a little sister. And I was like, okay, if we're going in one car, we should, get, like, we should rent a Suburban. And we should get all-wheel drive. And her dad ended up renting a pickup truck with an extended cab with front-wheel drive. And we were driving to Mammoth, and all of our Christmas presents flew out of the back Shut of up. the truck on the freeway. And and this was a time where Ashton and I were really struggling financially. So, like, Ashton had, like, scraped together, together like, all all the money she could to buy me, like, a nice pair of Cole Hawn shoes. Because as a big guy, like, I go through shoes so quick. So, like, mm-hmm. I have to get expensive shoes. Otherwise, they're, like, done in a month. Yeah. And so, like, those flew out of the trunk. Like, I had, like, gotten her, like, a monogrammed, like, set of pajamas. Like, just, like, money we didn't have, but we're, like, really, like, burden-earning, like, trying to, like, give each other something special. Like, flew out the back of this truck.
0: You're just watching all of it fly across the freeway? Just
1: No, like, we didn't even see it. Like, we, like, got off at a gas station and all of our stuff was gone. And then we, like, had to, like, double back. And we're, like, looking for a presence on a highway. And it became this weird thing where, like, Either her dad needed to be the alpha on the trip, or I needed to be the alpha on the trip, but there was no clear handing of <laughs> of of the keys, and her dad kept trying to take this like brighter side uh look on everything. Well, it's like, well, maybe you know somebody who like really needed those shoes got those shoes this year and we're like we're in the middle of riverside like whatever
0: you're like i'm the guy who really needed those person
1: (laughs) is finding these shoes doesn't (laughs) like 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 this i don't know where that money like that could have been rent oh my god and and then our truck got stuck just like everything that could have gone wrong happened to where her her dad and i ended up having i think ashen actually to her dad was like either you need to be the man on this trip or hunter does but you can't keep like half-assing this like into like
0: you guys are peacocking? Yeah, yeah. Damn.
1: And I wasn't going to be like.
0: Dude. Who won? Uh,
1: I guess Ashton did. Ashton <laughs> was the one with yeah, the feathers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good for her.
0: Yeah. Um, amazing. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, on, I think, every platform. It's Hunter Hill Comedy. Or my, my website is HunterHillComedy.com. Or in Burbank. Just walking around.
0: Hunter, it was so nice to see you. It
1: was really nice seeing you. You're
0: such a good boy. Oh, thank you. I really want to be, like, better <laughs> friends. I would like that. Really? Yeah. Do you want to be friends
1: with me? Absolutely. Okay,
0: great. Yeah. Yay! I love this. This, this podcast is rocks.
1: You go to the zoo with Mercer and I.
0: I would love would you? to. Okay. I would love to. I love, I have major baby fever right now. Oh. Please. So, I mean. I will uh,
1: lease you mine. Please, please, yeah. please. Okay,
0: amazing. It was so good to see you. Thank crazy. you for oh, joining thank you
1: for having us. having me on this. is so much
0: fun. You're the best. Everybody, go follow him. Love him. Send him beautiful, wonderful, loving comments. Goodbye. Bye-bye.